We are live. Running back the hits. Another edition. Special edition. Lee in the building. Youngest in the building. Youngest, how we doing, bro? Good, man. Good. How we doing today? Not bad. Not bad. Excited for this edition. Uh, near and dear to my heart is the subject for today. Your heart as well, I know. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, let, let them know what we got going on. Um, today we're going to be talking a little Lupe Fiasco. But more specifically, we're going to talk about uh, Food and Liquor and The Cool, two, Lupe's first two albums. Um, I believe Food and Liquor had its 15th anniversary last week, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to touch a little bit on Lupe and discuss the two albums because... Uh, as most people agree, a little bit after the two albums, there's a significant drop-off when it comes to Lupe, so we won't spend too much time on that. But, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good in these first two. Yeah, so Lupe is this guy who, coming into food and liquor, obviously this is like early 2000s, so I'm a very young, young, I'm not really listening to Lupe. But when I got older and... I started digging in his discography. He has a pretty good mixtape catalog. Like he has a couple of good mixtape, the Fahrenheit 115 series that came out before Food and Liquor. I feel like there was a lot of buzz on Lupe coming into his first project. Um, and you even see it like executive uh, executive produced by Jay-Z for his first album. Like that's a that's a really fucking big deal, especially at that time. So Lupe's a guy who had a lot of buzz coming in. And yeah, he he delivered. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the talk is like how he kind of got his start was obviously spending a lot of time in and like so, like he signed a record deal and he knew Jay-Z and he met with Jay-Z and stuff, but his music wasn't really getting out there until he remixes um, Diamonds from Sierra Lone by yes. Cons. And Kanye kind of hears it and goes, uh, like, thank, um, kind of thanks Lupe for uh, bringing to light, like, the conflict diamonds and, like, the issue with pulling diamonds from Sierra Leone. So Kanye ends up doing a remix with Jay-Z. But for our purpose, that gets Kanye's attention and asks him to do Touch the Sky which Lupe at first refuses. Um, Yep, yep. I don't know if he was necessarily, like, against working with Kanye, but to him it wasn't really the lane or fit that he saw. Yeah, I think it was more of, you know, the sound of the song and who Lupe wanted to do a lot of work with. If you listen to Lupe's music and you hear him talk, I mean, he's, like, he was a guy who hated, like, not hated, but he was a guy who just didn't like that lane of hip-hop. So yeah, yeah, it just it just didn't seem like something he wanted to do, but thank thank God he did. Cause I mean, the perfect example is the fact he listened to Diamonds from Sierra Lone and said like, we should not be bragging about this. And yeah, exactly. To talk about a different issue. So like Kanye, I, I'm not gonna say like he disliked Kanye or anything, but it was clearly not something like type of music he wanted to participate in, and. He finally gets some convincing in. He does touch the sky, and he kind of blows up from there. Um, yeah, I think one of the better rap features, like ever, <laughs> like you want, like ever, just a really, really great feature for me. One of my favorites. 
just in yeah season. i mean that's very consistent late registration i think um kind of the i mean we'll do a kanye episode eventually but uh, yeah yeah so touch the sky kind of propels him into uh kick push and like yeah i mean we'll get into food and liquor in a second but i wanted to ask you like, when it comes to lupe fiasco what's what's your relationship to him as a uh i think coming into lupe when i was kind of getting to that age listening to music it was right around lasers so i used to have a teacher in school an english teacher who would like just play music while we were reading or doing work or whatever and uh there were a couple of songs off the lasers album that she played like a lot i mean pro- probably like show goes on uh, out of my head shit like that and uh i mean i enjoyed those songs when i was younger so i just kind of dug more into lupe kind of going back to older stuff uh, just kind of growing with them. Um, just a, that was obviously really like a weird time to become a Lupe fan because yeah. you go back and you get this different music. And then going forward, the music was different too. But I've always appreciated Lupe. And I feel like in general, I think he has one of hip hop's more underrated discographies. I think he's a guy who there was a period where his music was kind of not up to par. But I think lately he's really, really rebounded with some great work. And for a take i don't i don't think we're gonna really dig into lupe's best album today i don't no. think the food and liquor or the cool is lupe's best album oh, wait, never mind. um yeah, no, there's, there's <laughs> agreement there yeah but yeah i mean i think that i'll be i'll just say it because we might talk a little bit but i think tesla and youth is lupe's best work front to back um even with joy was wave i think that's like a four like uh, like fourth place in his discography i think he's really rounded out his catalog in the past couple of years so i think overall he's 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 pretty underrated like i think he's somebody who gets a lot of credit but i i, I still think I, I don't i don't know i feel like people don't look at lupe the way they should a lot, a lot of people don't um, so i would say like relationship wise i'm kind of in a similar boat theme as you but i think i got introduced to lupe a little earlier so i know for a fact that like touch the sky was one of my first times hearing lupe. same with kick push um but it was after both those albums came out so after food and liquor and it was after late registration but it was before the cool and we're back sorry about that audio issue that i might edit out so you might not even hear this but uh Young is going to get back into your relationship with Lupe, how you got into him and stuff like that. Yeah, so I don't know how much was caught and how much was missed, but basically I remember hearing Lupe for the first time when it came to like kick push and when it came to touch the sky, but it was for sure after late registration and food and liquor. Um, so he was kind of like gaining steam already as like a bigger rapper. And uh, I remember like the rollout for the cool. And I remember my older brother like buying the cool when it first came out like i remember it being a a big deal and like a lot of excitement um obviously superstar was like the big radio single um when we dig into the cool we'll dig into that stuff but yeah he was i wouldn't say he was like one of the bigger rappers in the world um on a national level for an eight-year-old but uh (laughs) he had his name out there and then lasers came around and i started tuning i mean i was really into lasers at the time and i was really into food and liquor too um 
But after Food and Liquor 2 and Lasers, as I was growing older, my chase, taste kind of changed. And it took me a while to get back into uh, Tisto and you, Youth. Yeah, Tesla and Youth, yeah. Yeah, Tesla and Youth. So Tesla and Youth and Drogas Wave, I, I think those are like you, like you said, like those are two albums that kind of help round out what he's trying to do with his discography. Uh, yeah. I think the other ones kind of fill a different lane of Lupe and not always for the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But like that uh, whole you know, after the cool with lasers and even enemy of the state from the people like those mixtapes that he was doing. It's just mm-hmm. a super interesting like time for him. Uh like a lot of not great music getting made, obviously. A lot of like just Lupe not it's seemingly in a pretty bad place, like just hating a lot of people in the industry and shit like that. So it is interesting to see where he is now. Like he's there's super a happy. lot of there's a lot of anger towards critics and like fans and stuff on lasers. If you go back and listen, like there, yeah. he he does like seem frustrated with some shit. So yeah, it's so interesting. Even like when we talk about the pool, we'll get into it, but when you listen to food and liquor and then the cool, and you hear him talk in these songs, there was only supposed to be one more album after the cool. And then he was going to retire. If you like, just according to what he was saying on the lyrics. So I, and I don't think that album was supposed to be lasers. <laughs> so I'm super interested to see, or I mean, we'll probably never know, but I'm kind of interested to see how we ended up getting lasers and then we kept getting albums when there weren't really supposed to be anymore. But I mean, as we always say, when a rapper says they're retiring, they're not retiring. So yeah, yeah. just an interesting period for the Lupe in the middle of his career. But let me ask you though, because I was thinking about this today. Like, do you think you can put into words like what you look for in a Lupe song? Like what separates his music, like his good music from his bad music? Um, so for a lot of people, before I say like for me, Lupe's a guy who I feel like has this love for like poppy and electronic shit, even though he's really known at his core as like a lyricist and like a hip hop guy. And when he mm-hmm. gets into that like poppy electronic bag, a lot of people really hate it. I don't hate it all the time. Like sometimes I think it works, but I don't I don't know. Like Lupe can do a lot of different stuff. I think I love hearing him rap in intricate ways. I think that's what he just does different from everybody. Like when he really gets lyrical and intricate with like his rhyme patterns and just the shit that he's saying, I think I love that the most. Like his social commentary on a lot of things. I think that's what I like more. But I think he's a pretty well-rounded artist. I think Lupe does a lot of stuff well. Even in in the earlier part of his career, these big poppy songs, Kick Push, Superstar, uh, yeah. Paris Tokyo. Like, these are songs that they're not like hip-hop head songs, but I really, really love them. So, I mean, show goes on if yeah, we want to go a little yeah, bit. Later. Out of my head. But yeah, like, he can do that stuff. He's done that stuff well, too, in his career. But I do think I like the more kind of lyrical side, like the, you know, hurt me soul side. The just might be okay side like that's my favorite lupe i think yeah um so like you were talking about like the poppy stuff and like the electronic stuff and i found that interesting because his first two albums deal heavily in like alternative rock influence yeah. Yeah. so for someone that seemingly doesn't really care about the approval for others and like he makes it seem like his music is for him he kind of 
digs into what's popular at the time. Um, that yeah. might just be because that's something he's interested in. I don't want to talk for him and say that like he's like pushing for radio hits because he's clearly not. Um, but yeah, I think he he does a great job of finding like a balance. One of the things I was thinking about today, he's got a lot of like storytelling songs, right? Yeah. But they don't really seem like a chore to listen to. It doesn't seem like you're sitting and listening to a story. It sounds like he's just making a song and what he's talking about in the song just happens to be a story in a way. It's kind oh, of yeah. he, he paints rem- pictures very well. Yeah, I mean he paints pictures well, but I'm not gonna name any specifics, but there's a lot of like great rappers, uh, and I mean great as in great that put out concept albums or they put out songs that are like these ballads and they're they're like trying to tell a story about something and a lot of the times it doesn't feel like a song it feels like a poem with a beat in the background or something similar right right feels like a spoken word with a beat in the background and like there's a few other guys that do it as well as lupe like i know outcast does stuff like you think of rosa parks like rosa parks is telling you a story in a certain way but if you just listen to it as white noise it still fits in as white noise yeah i think it's a thing where you know, people, if you go back to that time, we talked about Jay-Z earlier, people really thought that Lupe was going to be the next, you know, like Jay-Z, next big thing in rap. Because he can, he could do stuff like that, that other people couldn't do. He could just, he, it seemed like he could do no wrong. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that like, it, it's always like the joke. People really thought that Lupe was going to be the biggest thing in rap. And now Listen, that's I mean. so crazy. But looking back, it's like with these two albums we're talking about, it makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, I mean, he he's got the talent for sure. Um, you talked about like the way he he's intricate with his words and like the wordplay and stuff. Um, a little bit different, but I was thinking of like Cameron when I was listening to him today. How they try to find words that kind of uh, they're alliterative. I right. think that's the right word, alliterative, where like he's picking w- words that like share a same letter and they all like sound the same. And he, he uses that in a way that other rappers traditionally don't. Um, he's got punchlines. He does the stuff where he builds a bar for three or four lines before he gives you the punchline. Like he, whatever technicality there is in rap, yeah. Lupe tries to cover all those bases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, let's get as, into these albums, man. Yeah, I was just about to say, as for uh, food albums. and liquor, man. Um, so before we dig into food and liquor, kind of was there anything on this re listen for food and liquor that you appreciated more? And was there anything that like you didn't like as much this go around? Uh, American Terrorist is one that I appreciated a lot more. It was something I always enjoyed, but mm-hmm. I think on re listen, I was like, God damn, like this is one of the more underrated songs on the project and in Lupe's discography to me. Uh, so American Terrorist for sure. Um, Hurt Me Soul is another one. Another one that I always enjoyed at the time. I just like it a little more. Um, that's pretty much it. I think the instrumental is one that I like a little less, especially because I've I've listened to this album about five or six times this week. So I think by the time I heard it, like for the fifth or sixth time, I was like, all right, man. <laughs> so I think that would probably be the only one that I didn't like as much. But yeah, this this album it stands up like so so well. Yeah, I mean, 
sort of like answer the question that I asked you. I don't really think there was anything that stood out to me a little more. Maybe Emperor's soundtrack. Um, the Emperor's soundtrack is definitely one. I wish that was the outro. Um, I feel like uh, we'll talk about it, but I feel like it's one of those songs that kind of just fit perfectly with everything else on the album and it's kind of like a perfect send off, a perfect goodbye. And I was kind of disappointed it was there, but listening to it this go around when I was re listening for the pod, it was definitely one that stood out to me more. But uh, as for ones that didn't, I didn't like as much, I would say the instrumental is one. Um, I know I talked about Lupe like doing a good job of like telling a story. That one feels like kind of a down spot there in that aspect. Um, not not too interesting. And he say she says always been one I kind of just brush off. Um, I don't think there's any skips on here, but it's the closest thing to a skip. All right. Um, but yeah, how about the intro with the. Uh, <laughs> Like spoken word stuff, you know, like Lupe really gets you in that, uh, gets you in like a poetic sort of way. Yeah. And I think it's a connecting piece between Food and Liquor and the Cool. Um, the lady at the beginning, I believe it's his sister. So yeah, it he is, has yes. her on both projects. And the intro kind of sets the stage for the theme of the album a little bit, um, kind of introducing Lupe to the world, you know, the fiasco. So you get that intro and you just get Lupe kind of rapping. Nothing crazy, but just really on an intro tip kind of. Wait, do you say, would you say he's rapping or is he just, I feel like he's just talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just kind of yeah. talking. Getting There's ready, no real like, flow to it. It's, it's, a, kinda... it's a, it's a, it's a warmup for me, <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I love the spoken word on both albums. Um just like Lupe's sister just has a really, really strong, captivating voice. And I like the way that she sets the stage, introducing Lupe and introducing this album. Um, and I love the way she does it on the cool too, which we'll get to later. But yeah, cool intro. Yeah. Um, and then it digs right into real, which is, I mean, you thought I was geeking out last week about the blueprint. Like I, <laughs> the cool is definitely one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. And like the real is one of the best songs on here i think it's just like a great tone setter like we go straight into the spoken word until lupe just kind of talking that talk like he his demeanor when he's talking about these things especially in food and liquor i mean he kind of loses it later on but it doesn't sound like as preachy yeah. if if like he's preaching for sure um He's, he's giving you stuff with substance and like lyrical context or whatever you want to call it but um, it sounds like shit talking, especially yeah. early on, especially yeah. in food and liquor. It sounds like he's bragging about something, but he's not. He's telling you that he's going to give you some real shit that's different than all these other rappers. Yeah, and it's a great intro because, like I said, with his sister kind of narrating what Lupe is, you know, he is the food to the liquor. And then you get into real, which, you know, he's saying uh, they want something real. I am that real. I am the food um, opposed to the liquor. And yeah, I like it a lot. Super, super cool. Very grandiose uh, production on this that I really, really love. Love the vocals from uh, Miss Sarah Green at the end. Super, super great. Um, yeah, dope song all across. Yeah. Um, we kind of move into Just Might Be Okay. 
Uh, you got any initial thoughts on just might be okay for me this is an early highlight i like this song a lot um another grandiose beat that i really enjoy um if you remember the, better than okay <laughs> yeah i love this one love this one bro I, like when the video came out it came out like way after the song it came out in like the 2010s or some shit i remember when it came out and watching it and it kind of yeah. gave me a new perspective for the song um yeah i don't even know why the video came out so late but i remember watching it because i wasn't a huge fan of the song at the time so i was like why is he just putting out a video for this song and it made me go back and kind of fuck with the song more see i love this one another you know big grandiose beat and he's rapping his ass off on this one too i, lo- I love this one a lot i mean he's just got <laughs> it's just one of those things like when i listen to him i'm always just amazed that someone's brain works this way yeah like he opens up the second verse with this feeling getting heavy is heaven. I am Atlas at this manage the balance. Massive, massive mass pull my back out with tipping my glass. Like I can't even read the fucking lyrics. And he's here spinning it over a beat like a lot faster than how I just fucking read them. And it's amazing that like he puts words together like that and they make sense. Oh yeah. You know, and then when he gets in that whole, you know, I'm cool, I don't foretell best, I ain't nice as MC, I ain't corner west like that. Like he is, he's just in a pocket right there, dude. Like he's spazzing on this one. Um, yeah, love this one a lot too. Um, then we kind of get into the first, uh, the first single. Yeah, yeah, the first single, kick push. Um, kick push, kind of. So, this is interesting. I don't, I don't know how to really talk about this, but I feel like it's something we should talk about. Growing up, I feel like in every neighborhood, there's two types of kids. There are kids that are outside and there are kids that are inside. Um, right. Kids that are outside usually uh, tend to find trouble more, um, right. whether it's sitting and talking with friends. That usually leads to, hey, uh, you want to try this cigarette or you want to try this yeah. weed or yeah. <laughs> it leads to fights. It leads to like a lot of different things. It, it leads to people listening to a certain type of music or like watching certain type of things just like people that are outside more than inside and inside I feel like leads to a lot more discovery and a lot more like outs outside the norm stuff. Yeah. And I think kick push at the time was very outside the norm. Just this idea of a rap song about skateboarding, um, especially yeah. in like 2003. And now, I mean, the way we're talking about it now, you think about like how West Coast culture has picked it up, how Little Wayne like picked it up. Lupe making a song about skateboarding in like 05 is kind of uh different. Yeah, and there was even I mean, not even I don't want to say backlash, but there was like a cold reception from the skateboarding community, which he gets into on Kick Push 2, you know, how you know, shout out to Tony Hawk because Tony Hawk kind of saw the vision and a lot of other people in the skating community didn't. There was this kind of cold reaction to the song and how big it got from people a lot of people in the skate community so yeah there was definitely that where it was a little bit outside of the box i don't know the timeline with you know wayne and other people in rap like talking about skating but yeah this is one of the early you know one of the biggest earliest moments of hip-hop and skating where when you look now yeah it's just everywhere um dope song too yeah, so when it comes to this song, I've heard uh I've heard like a theory that it might be about drug dealing. How do you feel about that? 
there's a lot of theories about this song and Lupe talks about it and jokes about it a lot. I mean, you can say that really all his music. There's a lot of theory crafting with stuff that he does. Lupe is interesting because people will craft a lot of theories about his music and then Lupe will just be like, it's about nothing at all. These songs don't mean anything and they are about nothing and everyone's wrong. So you never really know mm-hmm. who's right. Um, I do see the parallel. I mean, because that's kind of like an obvious one, like the drug yeah. boarding, like drug boarding, drug dealing connection. Um I do think it's it's a, it's like 95% just a skateboarding song. I think Lupe might have kind of snuck some of that stuff in there, but I think at its core, it's really the skateboarding song. Um, yeah, after I like had heard of like the conspiracy, if you want to call it that, I like tuned my ear to it when I was listening to it, and I I just could not find it. Like I get the idea of like pushing and like going on about your day and like making trying to make ends meet and this kind of thing and like yeah. getting knocked down and getting back up and still doing it so there might be some parallels if you really want to make it but if you listen to it like he's very very clearly talking yeah. about a skateboarder yeah. like there might be a second meaning to it but the first meaning is still about a skateboarder yeah, yeah. um then so before we get into the next song um would say there's this weird thing I I personally have with Lupe. Uh, in film, there's something called like the director's director's guilt or something, which basically means like you credit. I uh, I'm not using the term correctly, but it's basically like you credit everything in the movie to the director. So something in a movie might be good with a writer, something might be good with like the cinematography or something, but you just give the credit to the director because whether it's being miseducated or whatever. Right. With Lupe, I kind of do that with the songs on here and their productions. Um, I've never once listened to Food and Liquor and thought who produced this beat. The productions are all amazing and they all fit a sound and like the way everything works together. I kind of just assumed Lupe had like a major hand on all of this and kind of like really picked out beats in a way that I don't give other rappers that kind of credit. Yeah. Um, but the reason I mentioned that is because the next song is a Neptune song, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even like I said at the top, this Jay Z is the executive producer. And I'm always interested in how much Jay was actually involved in this. Because if you know the history of Lupe a little bit, um, mm-hmm. the reason that Lupe signed to Atlantic Records, which ended up being a very tumultuous thing in his career in the long run, the reason he signed with Atlantic Records is because he thought that Jay Z was about to take a president position there. So Jay-Z was like, I'm about to go be the president of Atlantic Records. You should come to Atlantic Records. And he signed Which we talked about in a prior episode, which is the reason he kept retiring, because he wants to stop rapping and he wanted to manage rappers. Yeah, and then what had happened, Jay-Z had a better offer from someone else, um, uh, L.A. Reid and Def Jam. And they were like, we'll give you your master's back. You'll get more money, all this stuff. So he ends up doing the Def Jam thing, and he tells Lupe, yo, I'm sorry, bro, but I'm not going to Atlantic. Lupe's already kind of doing the Atlantic thing at this point he signed with Atlantic so that's how he ends up there and it's very interesting part of me wonders if he would just like let me throw my name for EP on this and it'll kind of like boost the project a little bit I do think he was involved I mean he's obviously featured I I do think there was involvement from him but I'm never sure how much that's something that I'm super interested in yeah um that's they could have just been like throwing money for uh studio time or something or like funding beat like beat purchases and stuff but uh yeah 
Yeah, we never we never really know. As as for I Got You though, the song produced by the Neptunes, this is definitely one like you see. This is the start of a I feel like it's misplaced a little bit. Um I feel like it's the start of Lupe kind of just like bending words together in a way that fits songs later on in the album. Yeah. Uh, it's an early highlight before we get into some softer stuff, I feel. But um yeah, yeah I got you. I got you as a good. Yeah, super wonky beat from the Neptunes. Um, super, super dope. Lupe fits it well. You know, he's playing with his words. He's playing with uh, pronunciation and shit. He fits the production of it really, really well. Yeah, super dope song. Um, like, we're trucking right along. At this point, I think everything on the album is, like, really good. I'm liking everything I'm hearing so far. And I got you as no exception. So, yeah, dope song. Yeah, the next one... Um... This one we talked about being a little bit underwhelming, the instrumental. Uh, the instrumental does handle more of that like alternative rock and like punk rock talk I was talking about earlier. Um, I'm not familiar with like who's on it, Jonah Montraga. Uh, I don't know what band he's really a part of, but I think he's probably one of the better parts of the song, but it's really just um, like a giant metaphor about the TV and like people's tv consumption yeah and how it affects them um we mentioned yeah. earlier like lupe's upbringing and like how he, how he came up and stuff and how he was kind of like an inside guy um i'm pretty sure his parents were very educated so they made sure that he read a lot yeah. so that's his dad was like a i think his dad was like a martial artist or some shit and yeah, yeah. they were like always had lupe educated on shit but yeah, yeah, that was definitely a huge part of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a song about like TV consumption, and I mean, listen, I personally feel like a lot of the t- he's obviously wrong about some things. You're not going to agree with someone about everything, but uh, even though I'm someone that sits and watches TV a lot, I kind of see where he's coming from making a song like this, and you know, locking the box, locking yourself to the box, like sitting on the couch all day, and like sleeping with it because if you look away someone might take it like yeah yeah i think yeah, the, only thing, this- the thing that i didn't that made this song not age as well it's super barsy and i don't think there's a lot of like standout bars um i think he's just trying to like tell like get that message across but there's nothing like stand out and then that really makes me go you know ooh or anything like that like even the beat i think is just fine like i don't love the beat like that i think it's just a pretty it's just a fine song you know yeah, I mean, it was something I was talking about earlier. Um, this is one of the times where he's telling a story, and it is kind of boring. It does yeah. feel like you're listening to a story. It doesn't feel like you're listening to a song. Yeah. Uh, the next one is He Say, She Say. Uh, this is the one I'm, like, a little down on. I think the production's pretty good. Um, I think Lupe himself does all right on it. There, There's some... Nice vocals from Sarah Green and Gemini, and like it's I don't know. Do you have much to say on he say she say? Uh, I like the beat on he he say she say a lot. Um, Lupe is like actually really like singing at the beginning of this. Um, I think I think that's Lupe. I'm like pretty sure it is, and that's like interesting to me because that was mm-hmm. Lupe would kind of get into that a little later in his career, and it was interesting to see it here. 
I actually like the way he's singing. When I go back and listen to older projects from the early and mid-2000s, from rappers or singers, people who couldn't really sing, but were trying to sing, that's always interesting to me because, I mean, now that's kind of commonplace, but it really wasn't as much at that time. So I love the way he sings at the beginning. Um, I actually like the song a pretty good bit. Um, it's probably not in like my top five on the album, but I'd like it a pretty good bit. I like it more than the instrumental, especially coming off that song. Um, yeah, cool Gemini vocal, Sarah Green again. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this song. Yeah, and it's one of those gimmicky ones where he raps basically the same verse uh, twice, but he yeah. changes the pronouns and changes the story a little bit, kind of yeah. giving it two different perspectives from like a mother and a son, I believe, yeah. are the perspectives he's trying to give it from. Yeah, but, that's something that Lupe yeah. loves to do. He does that a lot. And I mean, it's it's gonna work sometimes. Sometimes it's not gonna be the best thing in the world, but I don't think it really uh, puts like a damper on the album. Um, as we go through each song, we've kind of discussed like the story behind each song and like kind of what he's trying to say behind each one, and still it all flows effortlessly. It doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a break. It doesn't really feel like you're listening to something that shouldn't be on there. Uh, from here, though, I think he goes on the run. I think yep, this is when yep. the starts. Uh, number eight is Sunshine. You got anything to say about Sunshine? Like I said on the last time, little Lupe singing. More Lupe singing on this one. Um, and I really, really like it. I think there's a thing. You listen to the show a lot. You know, I love R&B and I love traditional vocalists, but I love people who don't have traditional voices as well. There's a thing with singing where it's not necessarily about how like technically talented you are. It's a lot of emotion and feeling and how you convey that. And I think Lupe does it really interestingly on this song. Like I love the way he sings. It captivates me a lot. Um, I love the verses. I love kind of like the lighthearted nature of the beat. I just love this song a lot. I think it works really, really well. Yeah, Sunshine. So I've seen Lupe live twice. The first time I like remember it, I don't have like a clear cut recollection of it. It was a while ago. Second time I saw him was in Chicago for food and liquor. He did front to back and sunshine's always been a song. I liked when I saw him perform it live with a band. It like, it was one of those things that just like changed my perspective on the song. It's something I like a lot more now. Um, <laughs> He was not singing the hook there. Yeah, that constant. So more than fair. <laughs> yeah, that's that might be why it sounded a little better to me. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for someone we talk about again, story after story, we get to sunshine. This is like his love song. Um, yep. This is his song about like approaching someone at a club and like talking to him and trying to hit on a girl and stuff. And it could have went horribly wrong. Uh, the song for the ladies that rappers always tried to do back then yeah. <laughs> usually were not something girls liked. Um, I, I don't know the reception with this one, but it doesn't sound as bad to me. It's not, it sounds like it actually works for me. Yeah. Um, one of the major highlights people really get into is uh, people really like daydreaming, and I really like daydreaming. And Jill Scott really does a great daydream. job on daydreaming. And I think daydreaming is one of those things like is undeniably something that you can appreciate when it comes to Lupe or at least the lyricism behind it. Um, 
You want to talk about daydreaming a little? Yeah, I mean, you throw Jill Scott on something. It, it, be, it better be good. Um, yeah, I love this one. Super dope beat. Super great Jill vocals. I like where her vocals are placed in the song. I like what Lupe's doing throughout throughout the song. Um, I like that little section of the song where he like kind of starts whispering and like drops his voice. Um, you know, not too loud because the baby's sleeping. Like I like that part of the yeah. song. Um, yeah, definitely a highlight. Probably something in my you know top three, top five on, on the album for sure. Um, one of the songs that kind of defines earlier Lupe for me. Um, really, really dope song here. Love this one. Yeah, I mean, Daydreaming is something I think he does really special, and the fact that he does the preachy thing like this <laughs> this is kind of a preachy song this is yeah. kind of a finger wagging song but at the same time it's listenable because he he sees the enjoyment on why people do this he sees the enjoyment of having a music video with more half naked women up in the pool he sees the enjoyment in having jewels he sees the enjoyment on asking a girl to put their titties closer to the 22s like he understands why people do this and if you were to just listen to it as white noise, if you were to listen to it with no information on Lupe, you would think that he's like glorifying it when in reality, he's kind of just like, we, this is all a daydream. Like this is your rap daydream. This is what you think about when you're thinking about rap. And he's kind of giving you a different look at it. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, this song, even with songs that Lupe would do later in his career. um, If you're one of the 15 people who heard Drogas Light, Tranquilo is a song that comes to mind where he kind of plays <laughs> with similar themes and just like yeah. the whole food and liquor thing like when you hear the intro and you hear food and liquor he's the you know he's the food compared to the liquor you could you could think it's going to be like you said something super preachy uh you know you need to be doing this uh I'm doing all this I'm great other people are not but it's not really and that's what Lupe does well. He kind of nails that like aspect of it. And yeah, daydreaming, another example of that. Yeah, I'm I'm laughing that you this is why we do a show together. Cause when I was listening to this, I was thinking of Tranquilo. I was like, yeah. Lupe does the he does the drug dealing song, but he's talking about dealing like it's a little corny. He's talking about dealing like hope and dreams and yeah. like, positivity and this sort of thing while he has Ross on there talking about moving coke on boats in miami yeah but, uh, he he does the drug dealing thing um yeah that's something that's something lupe does very well he under he understands the both both sides of the coin he's not yeah i don't want to call out any other rappers but like he's not like <laughs> other rappers where he's where he's trying to like preach in your ear for the most right. part right um the next one's kind of like a foreshadow Yep. to the cool the name of the song is the cool it's produced by kanye um one of the more yeah i mean it's it's in the middle of the run for me it's it's the perfect break until what we get and what i think are the better songs of that the best songs of the album i really like the cool um it's a, it's, cool? it's an interesting song for me i i wonder how much of the cool he had done when he made the the album i wonder how much the album he had done when he made this song because it sounds like it fit it would fit on the cool album very very well um even like just the beat like it's kind of 
like ghouly, <laughs> like ghostish, um, I guess is the way I would describe it. Um, the way he's rapping, something that we'll get into when we talk about the cool. I think Lupe's on compared to these two albums, the better rapping is on the cool. And I kind of start to see that on this song. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, every time I listen to the song, I just think about the cool album. And yeah, I like <laughs> I like the song a lot um, where it stands with him setting up future albums in, you know, the album. Um, cool song. Yeah. Yeah, it's another story song. Um, again, he paints pictures in a way like the first verse is about someone I'm pretty sure like dying someone on their deathbed, like dreaming that they're dead. Right. Um, casket filling up with Hennessy, you know, like he he's given another conversation about black men in America. Not something I can personally relate to, but right, it's right. definitely something that he he enjoys talking about. And right. yeah, he does a good job on it on the cool. Yeah, once again. Um, now the next song, Hurt Me Soul. This is one of my grandiose statements. This is we use the word grandiose a lot, but <laughs> I don't think you can find better rapping than the second verse of Hurt Me Soul. You can find rapping just as good. I think I think like Hove's verse second verse on where I'm from. I think Juicy's first verse on Juice uh Biggie's first verse on Juicy. Right. Like there's a lot of rapping that's up to par. I don't think you can find better rapping than the second verse of Hurt Me Soul. Hurt Me Soul is a big, big favorite of mine. It might be my favorite song on here. Um, how do you feel about it? Yeah, this is just like the definition of, uh, you know, 15 years later, just like a classic album cut from one of hip hop's great artists. Super dope song. Um, I think when I first heard it, something that to me thought I thought would have made the song better would have been another vocalist on the chorus. But looking at it now, I like Lupe on this chorus. Um, Lupe's choruses are something that's just an interesting thing in general because there's a lot of times where he handles the chorus like singing and I feel like somebody else could do it. There's a lot of time where he brings a singer in and I don't really like the singer he brings in. Lupe's a guy who always does weird stuff with his hooks. Um, and with time i i like him handling this hook versus somebody else and yeah verses are great i love this song it's one of lupe's better kind of more underrated album cut type songs one of the another one of those probably like top three five on the album for sure dope record here yeah it's just one of those like one of those things like i listen to it and it fucking amazes me like how a goddamn mind like just comes up with this stuff you know yeah I had a ghetto boy bop, a Jay-Z boycott, because he said he never prayed to God, he prayed to God. I'm thinking God, I'm thinking golly, God guard me from the ungodly. Like who whose brain is just like, I'm gonna grab all these words and I'm gonna put them together and it's gonna make fucking sense. And yeah. And he just like keeps going. And that's the thing, is like he comes up with these insane ways and he never loses track of what he's trying to say. Like that second verse in particular that I keep highlighting, like. He, he says all these random words that all fit together, but he doesn't leave the point where if you wanted to just read it as a story, it's like he's talking about Jay-Z, how Jay-Z like came up, like how Jay-Z was saying some blasphemous stuff. Lupe is very religious Muslim, um, but by his thir- 30th watch of the streets is watching after he kept listening to Jay-Z, he kind of caves in. He kind of realizes like 
what the rap industry is about and compares it to like a prostitute and right. all this stuff within like 16 bars. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's just an interesting thing, like that phase that a lot of people go through, you know, with hip hop and hip hop culture. Not a lot, but some people go through it where, you know, the music, like they're saying bitch a lot. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they're degrading women. They're talking about drugs and guns and shit. Um, but I mean, even like I've gone through some of that shit too, like questioning how I can like support and enjoy this music that may like you could say a lot of that shit is bad for our communities and people or whatever, but it's I mean it's it's just a, it's a reflection of life and it's black music it's a reflection of black life in a lot of ways in this country and especially at the time um and yeah i like the way he goes through that situation here super super dope super honest super relatable um yeah omitting the word bitch cursing i wouldn't say it me and yeah. i can relate to the bitch i dated like yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah it hurt me so maybe my favorite song on here yeah. definitely big highlight the next one um the next one's actually got the only rapping feature on food and liquor he's yep. got jay-z on here it's it's pressure pressure he's out of retirement they get big homies out of retirement man um so the rumor on this one obviously never been proven uh lupe allegedly wrote allure for jay-z on the black album which what a fucking song allure is, allure is a great song so uh as payment jay-z comes and raps on pressure for lupe and lupe kind of dusts him to be honest lupe dusts his ass yeah i mean it's it's one of lupe it's one of lupe's harder verses like i, I wouldn't say it's maybe like like lyrically you know the most complex or whatever but it's, really? it's, the, it's the one where i'm listening the most and i'm just i'm making like the scrunch face the most i'm just like damn you know i'm doing that the most on this it's kind of more of like a uh not even like a grimy but just like a more of a hip-hop beat and i love the mm-hmm. way he flows on it um i love hope well, too i love the way they go back and forth actually you mentioned like a hip-hop beat but it is really like there's a lot of like guitar like electric yeah. guitar in this one and yeah. like there's got like this like 80 like i don't know how to explain it i kind of feel like i hear a little bit of the beach boys but if the beach boys were doing like 90s grunge um, right when it comes to the production um but yeah this is another one where like the storytelling is just fucking or not really storytelling but like he's bragging about how he makes music and like how his music fits into rap he does this in a first verse where he's like comparing it to making jeans like you're making pants <laughs> as a tailor. Um, they want me to make pr- Prince pants, but I ain't gotten into that. A little big in the waist, two pocket on the back. Like he's, it, I I don't know, man. It's a Lupe's a rap genius website, fucking uh, legend. Yeah, that's just funny because he fucking hates rap genius. <laughs> he hates yeah, him oh yeah. <laughs> and for the reason that you were explaining before, he wants you to listen to his music and you decide what it's about. Yeah. He wants you to listen to his shit and like come up with your own interpretation. He doesn't want anyone trying to decipher it and say this is wrong or right because it's not. It's not meant to be that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jay, Jay kind of gets blown out on this one. And his 
his third verse is still better than a lot of rappers best verse i don't know yeah uh, yeah I, I really I, I really enjoy hope on here um especially because like like you said we haven't gotten like a rap feature at this point in the album so it's kind of cool to hear another voice you know cool that it's jay-z um yeah i like what he does on here with lupe um probably uh, you know unintentionally his verse kind of being at the very end after Lupe is just like snapped for like three minutes. It's kind of, it's kind of, to me, it just sounds like him being like, all right, I'm, I'm going to let you cook. I'm, I know you about to go off. I'm going to just let you have it, but I'm still going to come in and do my thing at the end. This is the executive producer, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Jay was probably going to start the song and he said, hold up. Nope. You washed me. Put me yeah, at the end. Yeah, let, exactly. let people skip me. <laughs> yeah. Love this one. Um, yeah. The next one, uh, you can talk about a little bit to start off. You were saying this is one that you appreciated a little more. American Terrorist featuring yeah. Matthew Santos. Santos, big uh, Lupe collaborator. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great records them two have together. I wonder, I don't even know what he's doing like nowadays. I don't know if him and Lupe are still on terms or whatever. But yeah, I like this record a lot. Um, it was a song that I always liked. And, you know, growing older with it seeing you know just where shit still is um i like this song a lot i think i love the second verse the most um yeah like when he gets into that scheme uh fuck i can't remember the lyrics but that like the whole second verse it might be my favorite verse on the project at least in my like top three top three to five um but yeah i love this song a lot definitely one that i went back and i was like oh shit this is, this is a lot better than i remember yeah like this one a lot yeah i mean it's um it's got one of those bridges the one about asian americans and indigenous people and like different people that immigrated to america and how they were exploited and capitalized on and like just naming a song american terrorist and paid not shy about this kind of thing um very outspoken, very educated. Uh, again, I mentioned, like, we're not always going to have this agreement on everything. You're not going to have that with everyone. But if there's one thing about Lupe, he's educated, he's well-read, um, and he's opinionated, like, and he's going to let you know about his opinion. And yeah, think, yeah. This is definitely one of those songs I heard when I was younger, um, around, like, 10, 11 years old, that, like, opened my eyes about some stuff. You know, like, I didn't know that a Christian-based organization was poisoning water to make yeah. Jesus come Yeah, faster. that was kind of like the little, that, like, scheme he had got into. Like, the way he's yeah. flowing on that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, he's saying some dope shit, obviously. But, like, the way he's flowing on kind of, like, those couple bars. Like, you know, if a Muslim woman trapped with a bomb, like, if that, if you think that is, like, what's going on, like, was really the big deal. Imagine, like, these people who the country just lets cook and do wild shit and is going to keep letting them do wild shit. They mm-hmm. th- like, they're really like, they're, they're the ones who are really kind of going crazy. Like I'd like that little scheme, what he was doing in those bars. Um, Cause it was, it was just slick as fuck. Like it just, it's dope. Um, I, I think that's what the trend on Twitter, they're saying what radicalized me. <laughs> American, <laughs> American terrorist by Lupe was one of the starts there. Uh, yeah. Kind of love, love this one, man. Um, yeah. But, the next one's Emperor's Soundtrack, which is one I touched on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, man, I really wish Emperor's Soundtrack was the outro. It is so... I, I'm trying to find the right w- words I want to use for it because it's 
it's kind of like his victory lap. It's like I gave you all these songs, and I know they're fucking good. Yeah, it even <laughs> sounds like conclusive. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it sounds like his victory lap. Like we're going off on this note. I'm glad everyone had a great time. I'm glad everyone learned something. I'm gra- glad everyone had like this fun. Uh, this is my goodbye. Let's enjoy this together, and then album done. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not like that. But uh, how do you feel about Emperor's soundtrack? I will say it's weird because, I mean, I do wonder if this was originally planned to be the outro. It still kind of plays like an outro after this because we get Kick Push 2, which I kind of assume was a late edition. I don't know if he had always recorded, if he already had that recorded. I'm assuming it's a late edition. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I like that he, you know, we'll talk about it when we get to the song. I like how he continued that narrative because I think some of the storytelling that he does and painting a picture, I think he does it a little better in Kick Push 2, actually. But I think it's kind of there just to kind of like an extra addition. And in the outro, we just get him, you know, shouting out the whole world for like 15 minutes. So I think this one is this one. It kind of plays like an outro a little bit. Um, yeah, dope, dope record. I love this one a lot. Yeah. Um, now with Kick Push 2, how do you feel about having how do you feel about sequel sequel songs in general? Like before we get into kick push too. Um it's tough to do, especially when the first one is like a really, really big song. That's yeah, when what's what's the one really, we just really talked about? What was the last one we just talked about recently? I think we both agreed the second one might have been better a little bit. Um I do not remember. Like on oh. a different episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls, girls, girls. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. talk about the part one <laughs> yeah, and, part yeah, two yeah. and like the Just Blaze versus Kanye. Um, so a little, maybe a little bit of Jay Z inspiration on this one. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I like Kick Push too. Um, this one a little bit less about skating and more about life and like trying to get on and do the next thing in life. Um, yeah, I almost would have liked this on the next album i would have liked him continuing that story like on the next project i think that would have been super dope um, should have shelved it i don't know why <laughs> we could have ended yeah. with emperor soundtrack and maybe the outro if he still wanted to do the shout out thing but yeah yeah i do i mean because I'm, I'm i assume that probably came into his mind i don't know why he didn't i don't know if he because i mean we're about to get to the cool so there's a lot of it's this heavy concept album so he just might not have he he might have already had it in his head what he was gonna do, thought it wouldn't have fit or whatever. But yeah, I think it, I think it would have been dope on the cool. I, I would have liked it more on the next project. Mm-hmm. And then we get the outro. Uh, I don't have too much to say on the outro, but yeah, the Lupe's just shouting everyone out. It's about twelve minutes long. Yeah, um, which is interesting considering he's like there was really that time after Lasers and when shit was really different for Lupe when he was. After the whole the White House shit, like he was considered so anti-industry. It's mm-hmm. so funny to look back and have him on this song shouting out the executives. Flex. Yeah, Funk Flex, uh, all these executives and labels and websites and brands. It's just so interesting to hear that um, on here. <laughs> yeah, um, very remin- reminiscent of like Last Call. Yep. And that sort of thing. Um, 
Jay Cole kind of did it on 2014 Forest Hill Drive, but it's something that's kind of been a lost relic in rap for a while now. Yeah. Are there any of any like interesting shout outs, ones that you heard and was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I think like T, just the fact he shouted out TI was kind of interesting. Um, and Grand Hustle. Yeah. I don't, I don't really got any. I was gonna say three six mafia. That that's the most uh, uh, crazy one for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know ninety percent of the people he's talking about. Some of it's an <laughs> age thing. Some of it's just like an industry thing. Um, yeah, it was yeah, weird I, I how many people I actually knew. Like especially like a lot of people who, especially a lot of people working for Hot ninety seven, like Funk Flex. There was someone else who we shouted out from Hot ninety seven. Um, uh, just yeah, yeah. Could you imagine a song now and you hear someone shout out Charlemagne the God? Uh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed about that. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh what the my fuck, God. man? That's funny. Yeah. And do you got anything like on the cool that you want to talk about specifically about the cool? Or do you think we should just move on? Or I meant food and liquor. Sorry. Do you think we should just move on to the cool and kind of have that conversation after? Um, food and liquor, just really quick, I think is interesting because it's an interesting part of conscious hip hop. We were coming off of the era of common, you know, obviously for that <clears throat> tribe, native tongues, those artists. This is an interesting continuation of conscious hip hop. And I think especially because it does it a lot better than to me of what someone like common was just doing i think a lot of what common was doing was made great because of like instrumentation and features but i feel like common himself didn't really nail what it meant to be a conscious rapper and i think what lupe did on this album he nailed that idea for you know then and even in the future what it meant to really be a conscious rapper to really be someone who was forward-thinking and intelligent um, thought-provoking I think he nailed that on this album almost better than what damn near anyone in hip-hop had done before um that yeah. yeah that's just like my main overarching statement super great album of course love it love it um that's a great point and I agree it's it's one of those things like especially around 06 and the subsequent years and like the way rap kind of breaks off from this point forward and how conscious rap becomes like this underground thing with like a mortal technique and a lot of other guys um, who Lupe does appreciate and does work with. Yeah. Um, but it, it breaks off into this weird zone and Lupe kind of kept it at the forefront and he did it in a way that, like you said, people before him really couldn't accomplish. Right. Uh, yeah, I, Food and Liquor is maybe my favorite debut rap album. If it's not, it's in my top like three or four. The only one off the top of my head I can really think of is Ready to Die by Biggie. Um, yeah, and I mean that's a that's a tough field, you know. So many yeah, it is a very tough field, and that that's how Doggy, highly Doggy I fucking think of one this. that comes to mind for me. But yeah, this is one. Yeah, and now it's funny that you say that because now it's something that. I don't I don't think it's brought up in those conversations and it should 
You really? Know, I feel like I feel like that's a pretty uh, standard take, right? There. <laughs> I mean, I hear when I hear that. I mean, I think I hear a lot of ready to die. I hear a lot of doggy style. Uh, even Illmatic. Illmatic. I mean, it's it's a it's a really crowded field, and yeah, it food and liquor belongs in that combo. I will admit, I've never really thought of it there, but it's interesting, and it should be in there because it's it's one of those. Like, it's yeah, perfect. I mean, per- personally for me, I think it's better than a lot of the ones that we were just talking about. Like, right. I think it's cream of the crop. That's how highly I think of this shit. Um, right. It's how highly I think of Lupe. I mean, off this album alone, you know, Lupe's in my top five. I with so far on this show, we've we've talked about uh, three rappers in my top five. Maybe maybe we'll get to the other two. But like Lupe, Ross, Jay Z, they all hold the same thing in common: the way they rap, the way they do like their own special thing when it comes to it. Yeah, um, yeah big big fan of Lupe because of this. Yep. Another punch in. We're back real quick. Back to uh, on to the cool. Let's just get into the cool. Talk to me, youngest. The cool. So the cool is the album. I mentioned earlier that like was something I felt like I was cognizant of and like the rollout and the release of it. Um, the cool is the album I listen to a lot. Uh, I think there are some highs on here that are some of Lupe's best songs. It's not one I think as highly of as food and liquor. Um, Lee kind of, kind of likes to cool a little bit more than me um yeah so just to unveil the curtain the original plan for this episode is a potential new series that i'm kind of working on where we talk about artists who have two debatable albums at the top of their discography and if me and if i'm on one side and youngest is on the other side we could kind of just debate that and talk about it it's something that i think we can do in the future because i think there are albums that are we're probably both more on one side than another so we'll probably do stuff like that in the future but this was going to be the first edition of that i was kind of more on the side of the cool at first um youngest was on food and liquor but as i was just listening to the music throughout the week my opinion kind of changed and we'll get to it at the end um but yeah that's why the episode kind of changed a little bit i still really really love the cool and we'll kind of we won't talk about the cool probably as much in depth but yeah another album that i really 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 love um for sure Yeah, so the cool is one that I just like have loved um, and still do love. But and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say my take. I I cannot pick which album is better. I could I could not pick. <laughs> um, I love these albums both equally. I think of them interchangeably. I can't really think of one without the other. I don't listen to one without going to check out songs from the other. Um, so I could not, um, in good faith, continue with the <laughs> with the theme for the episode, but. Let's get into the cool a little bit, man. Yeah, the cool is um, it's it's got some really strong highs on here. I think there's some stuff on here that Lupe does that other rappers don't really dig into, and a lot of that is like his ambition to try to like reach a new goal when it comes to music and like how he creates. I think that the other side of that coin is a lot more detrimental to the album in a way that I don't see on food and liquor. Um, There are skips on here for me. 
in a way that there aren't skips on food and liquor for me. Um, I agree. But let's uh, let's dig into it. Um, we talked a little bit about the spoken word at the beginning beginning for each one. Um, I like the spoken word on this one. You know, it's uh, a little more relatable to me personally than the cools, uh, than food and liquors because I didn't really grow up in a neighborhood like that. But the cool, right. just like having that conversation on like what cool is and like what's viewed as cool and that sort of thing was a good intro for like what's to come later on in this hour. Yeah, and I think it even it's weird because I kind of draw similar parallels between this and the intro to food and liquor. I mean, which isn't that weird, but just because talking about like the cool to me, that kind of seems like an insinuation of the food versus the liquor a little bit. And we even get to that with the cool, the track on food and liquor, which sets the stage for this, because according to a lot of people, this is a concept album. You have you have three characters. You have the cool, you have the streets, and you have the game. Those are apparently the three main characters of this album. So something that you were kind of talking about with this album versus Food and Liquor, I think it's a lot more ambitious. I think this album is the most ambitious thing that Lupe has done in his career, um, which has highs and lows. I think when it pays off, I think it's Lupe's best rapping for the most part i think the highs on this are higher than the highs on food and liquor but you get some skips you get some lows on here so yeah you know back to the back to the intro cool intro uh then we get the the free chili interlude uh chill obviously his man who was one of the executive producers of the first project executive producer of this project um he is still in jail to this day i think so um obviously just him kind of talking about how he wants, you know, Chili home. He <clears throat> he wishes he could do anything to get Chili out. Um, so, yeah, he gets that. He kind of, like, honors Chill at the beginning of that, which I really, really love. And he's not on that. That's Gemini and Sarah Green doing yep. their thing, too. Yep. Frequent collaborators of Lupe. Um, then we did, like, the lead-up into Go-Go Gadget Flow is kind of ridiculous when you think about it because Go-Go Gadget Flow hits, like, a right hook. Like, that shit yeah. hits hard as hell. Um, some of uh, the most impressive, like just wordplay, um, from Lupe. I think there's this, there was like this ideology in a sense of like rappers rapping fast is always good. Um, right. And people kind of <laughs> held like this strong belief like the faster the rapper, the better the rapper. Um, and the reason I used ideology is because people fucking felt that way in like a religious sense it's kind of ridiculous yeah Um, and lupe does that here but it still sounds good it's not a lot of gibberish (laughs) yeah and he kind of plays with a lot of like he's kind of doing a couple things tempo wise earlier on in the songs you know he's at his fastest kind of slows down a little bit as the song goes on um you know super simplistic hook go go gadget flow but yeah the the verses are are the standouts here and the verses are really really fucking great um dope not an intro but the first real song uh yeah love go go gadget flow um the next one's the coolest uh, another one that's like i i feel like i get the cool and the coolest mixed up a lot Just just because of the title. So I, I, I gotta refresh my memory a little bit, but like the coolest is um 
a little bit slower, right? It's a little more jazzier. Yeah. The like the other thing about Lupe on this one, I feel like he's talking about himself a little bit more. Um a lot of it is still like a metaphor or it's a euphemism for something else, but this one feels like he talks more about himself and like his ambitions and like his view on people instead of like trying to give a world outlook. Yeah. A lot more bar, a lot more bars on this one. Only thing I don't like about this one, it runs a little long. It's like five, it's a five minutes, 12. It runs a little long. Um, I do enjoy it. I love the verses. He's really, really rapping on here. Another simplistic hook, but one that I really enjoy. Like it's just, you know, super cool, (laughs) you know, kind of mellow vibe. Um, Yeah. So I like this one. Uh, Nothing like stand out about it, but just another kind of song to tide us over till the next one, which I really love. Oh, you do love Superstar. I do love Superstar. All right. This might be our biggest disagreement of the day because I fucking hate this song. (laughs) I'll I'll let you go first. I just, it feels gimmicky. Uh, (laughs) Kick Push did not, uh, I mean, this at this point is just super everything about music super subjective but this might be like a little more subjective it just doesn't sound like he's trying on this one um as you were saying like a lot of ambitions on the album i do think it fits the album i think what he was like talking about fits the album but uh yeah this is one i locked i like i liked a lot when i was younger it's not something i revisit um kind of one i skip I'm not a big fan of Superstore. I really, really enjoyed this song. I think this is him, like I said at the top of the show, him kind of doing like the poppy thing. And I think it works very, very well. I think especially the second verse on this is one that I really enjoy. Kind of just the way he dives into being a superstar. I really enjoy it. Um, I like the hook from Matthew again, Matthew Santos, a frequent collaborator. Um, first verse is fine. I think the second and third verse is the ones I really love. And yeah, I really, really enjoy this song. I think something that happens when you have your first album and it's a pretty big album, something that I always like to see is how you talk about that in the future. And I actually like the way he did this. It's super authentic to me. Um, it's pretty dope record. Probably not in my just looking. It's in my top five for sure. Probably not in my top three. Um, but yeah, I really, really like this a lot. I, I like this song a lot. Yeah. I mean, I I do think looking at it in the perspective of like the record about his success with food and liquor, it it does have some interesting stuff and it does have some good commentary on like handling fame. Um, I think like one of the lines I always laugh at is like the more famous person you come through and the sexy yeah. lady next to you, like, <laughs> yeah. of a red carpet and like how that culture is and how that might be uncomfortable for someone like i said someone that doesn't really care about the flash and the glamour and stuff um and his critique on it so if you look at it in that perspective maybe superstar is a little bit better song but just the hook and like everything about it is not something i revisit often very poppy hook for sure um the next song is something i appreciated like a lot later in life and something I listen to a lot now. It's one of the like uh, cooler songs, a lot more relaxed. Paris Tokyo, big fan of Paris Tokyo. Um, 
<laughs> I know one of the questions you asked me is, have you ever uh, played this in a song with a girl? <laughs> I, I don't think I've got, like, I don't have, like, a recollection of doing it, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's a very relaxing song. Um, very cool song. Very chill song. Uh, yeah. yeah how, this, song, this song is a, it's a grand slam for me. This is one of the, you know, in my re-listen of Food and Liquor, in my re-listen of The Cool, this is, this, it might be my favorite song between the two projects. I really, really like this song a lot. Um, super visual. He paints the picture so well. Like you said, it's very cool. Um, I like the lyrics on here. It's nothing crazy, but he's rapping cool. He's telling the story well. And it just, it, it's weird how well the song works. I love him kind of singing on the hook. Um, yeah, it's it's weird how well this one works. Um but yeah, like I said, this is a fucking grand slam. One, if I'm doing like my top five, ten Lupe songs, it isn't, it's going to be high on there. I fucking love this one. Uh, I don't, just a little sidebar. I don't know how familiar you are with like Mick Jenkins' work. Yeah. But uh, have you heard Your Love Before by Mick Jenkins? Yes. Yeah. Big fan of that sample too. Yeah, samples Paris Tokyo. He does a good job of it. Um, Man, that whole not just not to get too much on sidebar, but that Waves project to me was a little underrated. I enjoyed that project. Thank you, Lee. (laughs) I enjoyed it. People were hating because he wasn't fucking spitting thirty-two bar verses every fucking song. He took a different lane. What we'll talk about Mick Jenkins later. Yeah, he took a different lane with that one. It was good. Yeah, we. we I would be done talking to Mick. I'm I'm a big fan of Mick Jenkins. the next one, high definition, which uh, this is one I think would fit in well with food and liquor. I feel like it fits similar ambitions. Yep. Um, it has a little bit more of that like alternative rock feel to me. Um, and Lupe kills it. Snoop fit, fits in really well. Uh, the I idea love Snoop of, on this, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just this idea of... Lupe having this real like Chicago sound, um, even though a Chicago sound wasn't really that big back then. Yeah, uh, Chicago rap kind of like it's pretty thin around this time, I would say. Right before the drill movement. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know either. Obviously, you had you know, yay and shit like that. You know, common still Lupe, but I don't know, especially on like a mainstream stage. Um, there there wasn't that- a real sound to it. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just ha- having uh, Snoop on here, like as West Coast as it gets, and he kind of fits in perfectly. Uh, yeah, high high definition's a delight. You yeah, know? this is one that I love a lot. I love the hook. Um, I love the hook on this. I love Snoop on this. I think Lupe is giving some good verses. And yeah, like you said, this is one that kind of, I think instrumentally, stylistically. It sounds like something that could be on Food and Liquor. Um, but yeah, I do. I love this one like a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I love this one. Yeah. Uh, shout out Pooh Bear, who's like yeah. a legend at this shit. Like Pooh Bear has a lot of writing credits on a lot of your favorite songs. From people from Usher to uh, Justin Bieber. Like he he's all over the game. Uh, so yeah, shout, shout out Pooh Bear on that one. Um, this next one. Might be, might be in my top three. Gold Watch, really big fan of Gold Watch. Uh, Gold Watch is a song about like 
things that Lupe likes and things Lupe wants to brag about and like the glitz and the glamour. And we talked about like Superstar being a song about like how he handles fame. Um, I think this in Paris, Tokyo is kind of a song about how he handles money and like yeah. these newfound riches. Yeah. If you're one of the the theorists, um, this is one of those songs that kind of fits into the whole conceptual wing of this album, which it's not really on every song, even though I think some people could try to find a way to argue it. There's really like a good, you know, five to eight songs that really kind of attack the quote unquote <clears throat> concept of this. And this is one of those songs. Um, I don't really get into the the concept of this album. It doesn't like add a lot for me. So I just kind of look at it as a song. And yeah, another one I really, really enjoy. Um, love the bars on here. Love kind of like the wonkiness of the beat. Um, it, it's... It, not like a, a standout for me, but a really, really good song. Like the stretch from Superstar to Hip Hop Save My Life is probably my favorite stretch on the project. And yeah, another good song here. Super dope. Um, I would extend that to Go Go Gadget Flow personally. But yeah, this is... Yeah, actually, yeah, looking back, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is a real strong part of the album. Uh, Gold Watch is just one. It's kind of a sequel to Daydreaming, I would say. Uh just like that similar, like, got my gold watch and my gold chain with my fancy car and my diamond ring. Yeah. My ghetto broad and she's yeah. so plain. Got a couple scars and one of them long ass names. Like, and she ready to fight. Like, he's he's doing this daydreaming thing. Of like, yeah. you want to be a rapper? Like, this is this is kind of the daydream you have when it comes to a rapper. And that leads into Hip Hop Save My Life, which does like extremely similar thing. Um, yeah, what do you got on hip hop is life before I uh another song kind of going back to Paris Tokyo. This is another like grand slam for me. I really, really mm-hmm. like this song. Nikki Jean, somebody who at this point is not a frequent collaborator, but who would become one if you listen to a lot of Lupe's later stuff. Him and Nikki Jean really don't have a miss for me. And this is probably my favorite Lupe and Nikki Jean song. Um, I love the back and forth. Nikki's voice is just so great for Lupe songs. They always sound so great together. Um, I love this beat, kind of the theme that he's going with on this song. I really, really enjoy it, especially for a guy, Lupe, who, you know, hip hop saved my life. He was a guy who obviously wasn't that into hip hop. So I love, I just love him kind of discussing that on the song. I like it a lot. Uh, so a few things. I feel like I can talk about this song for a little bit. Uh one, I think Lupe does a great job of like eliciting emotions. A lot of emotions he gets out of you. Uh, we think about Sunshine, we think about Paris Tokyo and like his romantic side, if you want to call it that way. Um, it's a little more pleasant. Um, you think about American Terrorist and like some of the other stuff where he's kind of critical and like third eye i not even third eye opening because i don't think much of it is con- conspiracy but like right, right. kind of making you think about things and maybe invoking a little bit of anger or frustration and then he's got other stuff like pressure where i talk about my mind being blown on like how people can talk about like put yeah. words together like this um, hip-hop saved my life's kind of motivating um, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. that I, not that i ever would try my hand at rapping but it is it's like one of those things that gets you uh daydreaming in a sense i think daydreaming and uh gold watch has you a little bit uh critical about like luxury stuff this this kind of daydreaming about the grind to make it to the top 
Yeah. And I mean, obviously not like the first song or the last song to do this. It's something that will keep being done. But yeah, I think the way he does, yeah, the way he does it is super, super dope. The way he tells this story um, of just like being a struggling rapper and like what that entails is really, really great. Um, I love the beat on here. It's very like, to me, the beat is very thematic. Like it helps him craft yeah. this story and it makes the story sound even better. Yeah. Like a, this is a, this is a highlight for me. Another another grand slam for me. I love this song a lot. Yeah, it's also kind of interesting how he's uh, a little bit cr- critical. It seems <laughs> um, like you 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 still get the like lesson in there, like the part where he's talking about how the screwed up hook when stacked that cheese. Um, yeah, might be something that he enjoys listening to, but when I hear it, I feel like it's a little critical, like. Yeah, like to make it to the top, all you got to do is have some screwed up hook that went stack that cheese, something, 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 stack that cheese, you know. Yeah. Uh, but hip hop saved my life. One one of the stronger parts of the album. Uh, Nikki Jean does a great jo- job on this. Uh, Lupe's ability to kind of like paint this picture and tell this story again while also making a good song. Uh, you compare this to the instrumental or the other songs that we were talking about that we didn't really like where it felt like he was too preachy or it felt like you were sitting down listening to a story instead of a song um, this is one of those ones you can compare it to and see the difference yep the next one intruder alert uh what do you got on intruder alert lee um intruder alert is something that i like especially the placement of it um it's kind of really like dead in the middle of the project um more lupe singing um <laughs> something that like with time we keep seeing um with lupe and his work him kind of like trying trying his hand at being a vocalist and it's something that i enjoy again because like i said when we were talking about sunshine um just what it means to be a singer is different to me than what like a traditionalist would say. And I love the singing that Lupe does on here. It's super interesting to me. Um, super like, uh, it catches me a lot. Um, so I like yeah. this one a lot. Some like fine bars, but the hook the hook to me is really what kind of makes it work for me. And the, the vocals from Sarah Green again as well. Yeah, so this is a skip for me. Um, yeah. I don't think it's that enjoyable to listen to. I, if I had to guess, this is probably the section where we're probably about to start hitting a lot of skips for you, if I had to guess. Uh, yeah, you would guess correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, intruder alert, not, like, one of those things. I, I was just talking in high praise of, like, hip-hop saved my life and the ability to, like, tell a story and not make it sound too much like a, and, like, to make it sound like a song not like someone telling you a story and this one feels the opposite to me this is some of his preachiest this is some of his most like finger wagging this is like his look at a look at a drug addict thing look at this girl that got raped and these things happen in her life and i think there's a way to talk about these things i don't know if this is the avenue to do it right. yeah I, I tend to skip intruder a lot uh how about streets on fire Another uh, Matthew Santos collaboration. Yeah. I mean, it's another record, again, that I really enjoy. I love the rapping on here. Like I said, kind of when we started to talk about this, I think Lupe's best rapping on, you know, compared to these two albums, I think the best rapping is on The Cool. Um, And I think Streets on Fire is another example. I really like his flow. I kind of like the shit he's getting into. I love the bars here. 
chorus doesn't do as much for me, but this is one where I'm, I'm just here for the bars. And I love the rapping that he does on here. So yeah, this is another one that I enjoy for me. Man, Lupe saw COVID coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is the COVID coming song, bro. <laughs> oh, open your eyes, man. Disease, the virus is spreading in all directions. No safe zone, <laughs> no cure, and no protection. No symptoms to find the signs of an infection, man. Yeah, no like I remedies and no corrections. I love the flow, like that kind of pocket. I loved like the flow that he was getting into in that part. Like he was really rapping for real. So yeah, that's another one for me that I personally enjoy. The poor say the rich have the cure, and the rich say the poor are the source. Yeah, this is like <laughs> this is some great stuff from Lupe. Uh, big fan of Streets on Fire. Um, how about uh? How about Little Weapon? Little Weapon's always been an interesting one to me. I like Little Weapon quite a bit. Um, more Nicki Jean, which from here on out in Lupe's career is always a good sign. Whenever I see Nicki Jean on some shit, I know I'm on some shit with Lupe. I know I'm probably going to enjoy it. And I love Nicki Jean's contribution. I love the instrumental on this. It's super, it's a little, inter- it's interesting. Like it's different a little bit compared to some of the shit I've been hearing throughout the project. Uh, Lupe is kind of flowing a little different on it too. Um, it's a standout for me just on how it kind of sounds different from other shit on the album. And I like what Lupe is getting into here. So I like Little Weapon. Um, even on, on first listen and even retroactively, I enjoy Little Weapon a lot, a lot. Yeah. Uh, production wise, that drum goes crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Just an insane drum. And part of that is attribute i'm gonna make something up and i'm gonna say it's attributed to the fact that uh patrick stump from fallout boy produced this song <laughs> yeah i mean that makes sense dude. yeah just getting like a rock patrick stump like huge chicago staple like chicago legend fallout boy huge band so for him to work with lupe not too weird um so i'm gonna tr- attribute the fact that those drums on there were probably patrick stump's idea yeah uh yeah, great verses. Uh, again, another one of those songs that kind of radicalized me to a sense. Um, yeah, opened my eyes on some things I didn't really think about. Uh, and I know I was talking earlier about how the intruder does it in a way that I'm not too fond of. Again, might just be a subjective thing that, right, right. I, for whatever reason, I like it more on Little Weapon. But yeah, I, I would agree that Little Weapon is a better song. For sure, than Intruder Alert. I would agree with that. The next one has one of my favorite beats on the album. I'm not too fond of the song, really. I, I'm not a huge fan of Lupe's rapping on Gotta Eat. But as a production, I, I really like this song. Um, this, this is pretty good. Yeah, the thing about this song is he really, really digs into like the metaphor of the song you know what i'm saying like he digs into it super super hard it's a song that i enjoy um when i'm going through the album but not one that i'll seek out on its own just because it sounds kind of weird on its own and again if you're one of the uh people who really digs in the concept of this album i think it's one that fits in with it but like i said that doesn't do as much for me personally so it's a song that i like when i'm playing the album through like i'm not gonna seek it out like i'm gonna seek out a little weapon or a Paris Tokyo or a go, go gadget flow, but it's something that I'm really going to enjoy when I'm running the album through. Uh, I do think 
the rapping on here is a little like just fundamental. It's a little elementary to me. Uh, like he starts off verse two with he was a heartbreaker and a law shaker. And if it was about caking, he was a partaker. Like just like one, two rhyme, one, two yeah. rhyme. Kind I mean, of thing. yeah, it's just him really, really digging into that <laughs> fucking metaphor of the song, which like I said, on replay, I enjoy it because it kind of goes with other stuff, but I'm not, I'm never going to pick it out to play by itself. Yeah, not not too fucked up. Uh, gotta eat. Um, the next one, dumb it down. Dumb it down. I think was like the second single on here. Um, yeah, or it was one of the late. I ended up looking at it now. It was the fourth one, but I rem- I remember the video for Dumb It Down, and like, yeah, Dumb It Down's a funny ass song, man. I, <laughs> I like it. I I don't know if a little bit, little part of it might be nostalgia. Um. But yeah, Dumb It Down makes me laugh. It's one of those things like Lupe gets called out a lot for being like the conscious rapper and using big words and being preachy and all this stuff. And he's got a thing to say about like people that make music that's a little, uh, how would you describe it? Like less intelligent, I yeah. guess. I don't, Element- I don't want to say less intelligent because I think rappers are very smart <clears throat> people that are able to put words together. In a way yeah. that other people can't, but yeah. Uh, uh, talking yeah, I, about the subject he doesn't approve of. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this song is, it's, it, it, it has probably aged some of the worst, if I would have to guess. It's fine. Uh, I'm not like a huge fan of it. I wasn't like familiar with it when it came out. I didn't really check it out until I was older. So yeah, I mean, this is probably my, I'm, I'm skipping this. This one is a skip for me. Um my first skip on the project it's, yeah just yeah no <laughs> I, I don't hate it but it's just I'm, yeah. I'm good on it that's cool man i mean omega song for the bitches we don't care about the weather man you'll sell more records if you dumb it down <laughs> yeah the song's just funny to me it's something yeah. i heard when i was younger it's like one of my first uh exposures to lupe so it's yeah. like one of those things i might just have nostalgic attachment to it might, it might not be that good, but I, I still enjoy listening to it. Um, and how do you feel about Hello, Goodbye? Sound cool, man. I like Hello, Goodbye. <laughs> I like Hello, Goodbye a lot more than I probably should. But it's just a song that ends up weirdly working for me. <laughs> like, it's it's all over the place, sonically, stylistically, Um it's just very it's just it's very rowdy um which i mean is is in general not the lupe songs that i really really enjoy like when he kind of gets on that but i actually end up liking this one i don't know why it worked because everything about it is something that i wouldn't like but i actually like this song like a pretty good bit yeah i'm probably gonna have to disagree with you here i'm not i'm not too big yeah of i don't i don't i can't even explain why it works for me <laughs> It just does weirdly. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like that. Um, I just this is where like I have my issues with the cool. Again, like having that those ambitions is great when it works out, and when it doesn't work out for me, when it's something like this that I'm not too fond of, uh, it kind of ruins the rest of the album for me a little bit. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna move on to the die with gemstones. Another one. Um, he 
he lets a lot of people rap on here, to be honest with you. Like the album on the cool, he lets a lot of people rap on here, opposed to Food and Liquor. Yeah, Food and Liquor <laughs> was very debut album, self-contained, not going to have a lot of other feedback on this. But yeah, no, it's a little more open on the cool. I mean, you know, we've got Snoop features at this point. Like, we've got some, like, big features. Like, we've got some, a lot more collaboration. We got Bishop G rapping on Little Weapon. We got yeah, James yeah. Like we, we've got a lot more collaboration here. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like the dialogue. I love this one. I love the beat. Like I love Lupe kind of like getting in the different flows. I love when he kind of gets rapping a little faster on this one. This is another one that just works really well for me in in the album. Yeah, um, I think it flows well with like everything else that's on here, and I think it fits in perfectly. It's one of those album cuts that like. Is is gonna make some noise if you like. It's something you're gonna pay attention to when you're listening to the album. Yeah. Yeah. Not one I seek out alone a lot. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, the die, the die is pretty cool. Um, how do you feel about "Put You on Game"? This is this is another skip for me. I'm not really. I don't like this song a lot. Damn, I think we finally found an agreement when it came to a skip, man. Yeah, it just <laughs> it doesn't do a lot for me. Um, it's boring, bro. <laughs> like it just doesn't do shit for me. Like the rapping is not like that crazy. Um, the beat is super low key. There's no even points where he's like speeding up his flow or doing shit like that. It just doesn't do a lot for me. It isn't a skip for me. Yeah, I don't have much to say and put you on game. Um, it's one on this re-listen I listened to again, and I was like, yeah, this is why I don't listen to this one often. Uh, just not really a fan. Um, we got our third Matthew Santos feature on the next one. Firefighters or fighters. I don't know why I said firefighters. Why can't I read? <laughs> fighters. Yeah. How do you feel about fighters? I like fighters. It's another good for me, another good kind of like album cut song. I love what Matthew does on this a lot. I love what he kind of does at the end. Um, yeah, there's another song that just is good in the context of the album, another good album cut for me. Yeah. Another one of those like motivational ones that Lupe does. Like evokes that emotion of just like wanting to do the best that you can. <laughs> uh, yeah, fighters, fighters is cool. I think it's. I know I said I dislike Superstar probably because I heard it a lot more, but I think it might be the weakest collaboration between the two of them up until this point. Oh, they got some ones after the cool that yeah <laughs> don't really match, but yeah, the fighters fine. No, no real issues with that one. Oh. How do you feel about Go Baby, which again has gemstones on here? Oh. I'm good on Go Baby. Um, I yeah, I'm good on Go Baby. It's a weird Lupe song. Like he, like we've talked about Sunshine in Paris Tokyo, and how he was very good at making like these authentic songs about relationships and women and shit like that. Yeah, this to me is not. It, it's not in that same vein. Like there's not that same authenticity to it. Um, doesn't work as well for me. I'm I'm skip. This is another skip. I think my third, my third skip a Rooney on here. Any concert, any song, any situation where where my lady's at is the first words out your mouth is probably not gonna go well. Yeah. <laughs> you honestly, if you do that, you should just not you just if you catch yourself doing that, just don't put the song out. Cause it's it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's not never work. worked. Has never worked. Uh, yeah, cool that he was able to like find someone he really cared about and wanted to make a song for them, 
and that kind of thing, but yeah. I, I don't need to hear it. I'm cool yeah. not here. Yeah, uh, exactly. But yeah, that's kind of the wrap on the cool and yep. food and liquor. Yep. Um, is there any like overstatements you want to make about any of the two? So the cool for me is, you know, Lupe at his most ambitious. I think the highs on here are probably higher than the highs on food and liquor. But like we said, there are really like some low points on here. Um, and like, as you know, the original plan for the show, we were going to kind of be on two different sides and like debate it. But as I was just listening to these albums throughout the week, for me, I, I just could not pick a, a winner. Both of these albums, to me, I hold them in very similar ways. It's very weird for me, Food and Liquor and the Cool, because Lupe might be the only guy who has dropped back-to-back debatable classics. I can't think <laughs> of many other rappers who they drop an album that's... Like, I feel like when someone drops an album that's like a debatable classic, the next album they either figure it out and they drop the classic or they just like drop a fucking stinker. I feel like there aren't really many rappers who have just been right there to making a classic and then just did it again. Um, and that's what I feel about food and liquor in the cool. I don't, I can't say either of these albums are classics after spending the week with them. I think food and liquor would probably be a little closer if I had to pick one. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say either of these are classics. I love both of these records. Um, and I can't even pick which one's better. I love I love them both equally. Yeah. Um, if you came for disagreement, this this is the time to listen. Food and Liquor is most definitely a classic. <laughs> I I love that goddamn album. I think a lot of people love that album. I think it was very important. Uh, I listen. I, I love it so much. I don't mind somebody saying it's a classic. It, I think it. I think it, it's for, it's a debatable classic for sure. You can't you can't say otherwise. But I, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, the whole idea of a classic is a little arbitrary to me. Uh, it's just cool, dope music. When it comes to the cool, I don't think the cool makes as much good music <laughs> as Food and Liquor gave us. I think the cool runs a little bit longer. Um, I think there's a lot more skips. I, I think there are some highs that match the highs on Food and Liquor. I don't think there are as many, though. Um, it's one I kind of soured on as I listened to on re-listen. Um, I used to think very highly of it. It's kind, of, it's kind of like withered on me. But yeah, Lupe just off the strength of these two is one of the best rappers I've ever heard in my life. Um, yeah, it's funny you kind of gave it up earlier. I was gonna try to press you in the corner and be like, Lupe is a top what rapper of all time? And you said he's in your top five, so. Yes, he's <laughs> I understand why people might not feel that way, but personally to me, just like the way I listen to his music and he makes me stop a lot and like think about certain lines and think about certain decisions he made, whether it's the production or the decision to put a song in a certain place. Um people that make me think about those things are usually people I appreciate. Uh it doesn't always have to be like made me think about uh american terrorists and like the way he made me think about how america was built i'm not talking about that i just mean decisions in the overall aspect of making music and yeah. he he definitely has a distinct sound uh, yeah lupe is a guy who i feel like is in a lot of people's top fives and he's really i hear i like just being in other like spaces talking music and talking hip-hop music in particular lupe was one of those guys who 
I don't know. I always like like in the grand scheme of things, Lupe like probably doesn't like get that credit. A lot of people are like, yeah, Lupe's fine, but he's not like a fucking top five rapper of all time. I feel like a lot a lot of people do give him that credit though. Um, I don't know if he's in you know my personal top five, but like he is he has a lot of characteristics of a top five rapper of all time. I think he has, like I was saying, these two albums, uh, Tetsuo and Youth and Drogas Wave. I think he has four really solid bodies of work. Um, even like his collaborator list, people who like fuck with him. He had Jay-Z executive producer project. Um, one of the, like, like I said, on Touch the Sky, a, elite, one of the better rap features I've ever heard. He's got a decent mixtape catalog, Fahrenheit 115, shit like that. Um, he's had big fucking pop records. Like he has all of these things that you check off the box of someone who can who can make that case of someone who can be a top five rapper of all time. Listen, I did not go into this show thinking about this, and I don't know why I didn't go into this show thinking about this. But as we're talking, I mean, the man part of two super groups, All City yeah, Chess yeah, Club. I, yeah, like I said, like <laughs> yeah, just like come on, man. <laughs> like, child, child Rebel Soldier. Like he's had Jay Z features and Neptune Beats featured on Kanye shit. Like, like no, who can say all that? Like damn near <laughs> nobody. Um, yeah. Lupe Lupe definitely has the talent for sure. Yeah. Uh, how you feel how he capitalized on that talent, I think is a different conversation. But yeah. Lupe's got this distinct sound. I don't think we'll ever have another rapper that kind of fits on it. Um, right. I will say though, we talked about like I mean me and you privately off the show. We talked about like the champagne poetry freestyle. I don't know if I'm very fond of like the new flow he's been doing. I think it fits on some stuff. And I think sometimes he tries to make it fit when it doesn't. I, I it might just be an age thing that his voice sounds <laughs> I think a it actually I think age. it is, honestly. I think it's a lot of that. Yeah, um, his voice just might sound different to me with age, but um yeah, not not too fond of the newer Lupe stuff. Yeah. That was good. Anything else you, yeah, anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, not really. I mean, like I said, this is something that I think in the like series we'll probably try to get it in the future. I, there are some artists who I've talked to you about and there are even more artists that I have in mind who I think it could work like two artists who have two albums at the top of their discography that people debate about. And if me and youngest are on different sides, then it'll make for a pretty good uh, conversation. I've even got one that some people like a couple people want to guest on. So, okay, maybe we'll, we'll see how that works in the future, but yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for fucking with us. Great Uh, review. Give us five stars. We're on uh, Twitter now. Fuck with us on on Twitter at run back the hits. Yes. Um. Yeah. And we more promo there. Yeah, we'll be um, doing more promo and shit. We'll be back next week. This might be a two episode week. We might have an episode that drops on Thursday, so stay tuned for that. Um. Yeah. Everybody have a good week. Thank you for tuning in.